brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the NBA Triple Double Show powered by Sports Memo. I am your host, Ronald Kabang, also known as UCapper on sportsmemo.com and on Twitter at U underscore Capper. You can see my little tag right there down in the bottom corner. Um, you know, so far it's been a great season. It's only been, what, two, three days so far, but uh, I'm six and two, six, two and one on the NBA season so far for my clients. Uh, so hopefully we can continue to provide some great information and winners on this show. Before we bring in Matt, let's talk about some promos real quick uh, to celebrate the start of the season. We are offering a seven-day NBA package for only $49 on both Wager Talk and on Sports Memo. There's no limit to the number of handicappers you can use on, on that uh, promo as well. No promo code needed, I don't believe. Um, and also, if you're looking for season-long NBA packages, you can get $100 off any NBA package, NBA season package uh, with code NBA100. Uh, look for your, your favorite NBA capper and, and use that code. Just head over to sportsmemo.com. Always dropping great promos, daily promos, uh, week-long promos, season-long promos. Just head over to the site after the show today. Uh, now let's bring in my homie, Matt. What's good, Matt? How you doing, man? I, I Yesterday we had what, only two games. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not much going on, but how is everything going uh, in the NBA so far this season? Yeah, so so far in the NBA this season was doing pretty solid. Yesterday kind of not the best day I've ever had. Went one and three, got to be honest about it. Four and five on the season right now, but looking to bounce back. In that Sixers and Bucks game, I personally thought it would be a little more high scoring, like nothing crazy, but not like 90 to 88 or whatever the final was there. Yeah. Um, I was big on Giannis yesterday with Middleton being out and uh, Embiid just not looking like himself so far in the season. What did you think about that? Yeah, Embiid, I, man, it almost seems like he's not um, either. Either they're just oh. the pocket. There's just like pockets of moments where he either looks lazy or tired. Um, yes. And I think it's because of the minutes that he's playing. He's definitely playing above uh, his his season from last season. I think he was around 32, 33 minutes a game. Right now, after two games, 36 and 37 minutes, I think it's just a little bit too much for him. And okay. uh, and I think Doc just really needs to trust his bench right now. Uh, if you look at the number of minutes, like, like guys like Harrell, uh, Montrez Harrell, he's he's a capable player. I don't understand why he only played like two minutes yesterday. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to take advantage of that deep bench if you're playing a team that's 
a little bit older in age, especially on the bench, like the Bucks. Um, that that was kind of like my takeaway on that game. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I completely agree with you. There's just times where, and you heard the announcers talking mm-hmm. about it too. They'd be like, "It's four on five basketball right now. It's four on five basketball right now." And then yeah. all of a sudden, you would just see him be creeping in the back of the screen. And yeah, like, I don't know if it's laziness. I don't know if he's tired, like you said, but it's definitely affecting the 76ers through two games in the season. Yeah, a lot of it really is on those turnovers and and those non calls where yes. you know you know people just kind of complain right after. I mean, it's not just Embiid; it's guys like Luca and stuff like that who do it too. But yeah. um, that that does affect the game flow, especially with the take foul situation, right? You're not if you're not going back, that's an easy bucket right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, there's a lot to lot to think about uh, early on in the season. Things are gonna change, uh, and and people are gonna adjust to the new rules and and the new style of play. Um, you know, everyone was talking about over, over, over because of the new take foul rule. And yesterday we see two really, really low unders. Uh, so we'll see how today goes. A huge, huge slate. Um, we got three games on the on the board for us to talk about. Raptors, Nets. Uh, we got the Celtics Heat and the Nuggets Warriors. I think three key games out of all of them. We tried to try to pick the ones that were pretty interesting versus the ones that were kind of with the bottom tier teams like like Spurs and Pacers. Nobody wants to listen about uh, about those guys, but. Um, so first one on deck, I think it's the Raptors and Nets here. Um, Raptors coming off of a nice win, Cavs uh, against the Cavs, and uh, the Raptors. I mean, the Nets are coming off of a, a loss to the Pelicans. Matt, how are you looking at this game here? So for me, this is this is a tough one because you look at it and you're like, okay, I feel like the Nets would be in a bounce back spot here after a pretty poor showing. Um, in in the opener and it was kind of somewhat like we like we discussed when they were facing the Pelicans you know we talked about the playoffs and how the playoffs Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving had to take on the load and take on the majority of the shots and it really wasn't a recipe for success and it didn't work against the Pelicans and now they face a Toronto Raptors team who is very good defensively you know, I do like this Raptors team with a starting lineup of Fred Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr., who I feel like Gary Trent Jr. is one of the more slept on players throughout the NBA. He's a good defender. He can slash mm-hmm. the basket and he has a great three point shot when he is on and hitting those shots. He is for sure a difference maker in that game. Then you have OG Ananubi, who's a pretty good scorer and a long, lengthy defender. You have Scotty Barnes, who is Rookie of the Year, a very, very good defender. And then on top of that, you have Pascal Siakam, who is a smaller five. But when facing the Brooklyn Nets, that really doesn't matter because they're not a very big team anyways, and they struggle rebounding. And we saw that in the Pelicans. You and I talked about Jonas Valanciunas, and he dominated the the Brooklyn Nets in that game. So for me, if honestly, if I were to go anywhere, I would probably go back to the Raptors here. Um, you know, you, you kind of look at the Nets and you think bounce back here. And I don't know if that's the move, you know, Seth Curry is still out. I believe Joe Harris is supposed to play in this game. But again, when looking at this, I do expect Kyrie to bounce back. I expect, I mean, Kevin Durant is just Kevin Durant. I expect him to have another solid game. But when you look at these two teams, the Raptors are just far uh, far deeper than that of the Brooklyn Nets and a far, far better defensive team. And especially in terms of wing defenders and guys who can match up with Kevin Durant. So for me, I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors here and I would take the points. Yeah. I like that play a lot. I like the the depth and versatility and the length of, of the Raptors in this squad. Um, you know, that you can look at you know, Siakam, you, you touched on all these guys, Siakam, Ananobi, Barnes, and, and even the Chua off the bench, 
These guys, all four of these guys can rotate between the three and five positions for this team. That's 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 like uh like something that you don't see in a lot of squads in the NBA. So the versatility is something that is a, is definitely a, a strength for this Raptors team. And all of them are are tall, lanky. Uh they're they're really great at rebounding and and on the defensive side of the ball. They're Toronto has always been sort of like that defensive minded uh, team. They're they're definitely not who they were when they had Kawhi and, and like Lowry and stuff. But these guys have the length to really kind of step into the passing lanes and get a lot of steals. If I look back to to the game against um, the Cavs, there was let me see a two four. There, there was like double digit steals within that starting lineup uh, for the Raptors. They get into the passing lanes, and Cleveland's not known to to be that turnover prone team. It's yeah. just the type of defense that the Raptors play. And we already know the Pelicans are a team. Sorry, the Nets are a team that turn the ball over at a high rate, and they don't rebound the ball well. So these are two things that Toronto excels at at the at the um, in the front court. And to me, uh, you know, Joe Harris, I believe, like you said, I think he's going to be playing. He's going to be back in the lineup, which is a much needed uh, deep threat for them to stretch the floor because there was no space for Kyrie to work, no space for Kevin Durant to work, or or even Ben Simmons to be that slasher, right? Mm-hmm. So with with um. With Joe Harris there being a threat outside, that's going to open up some space for them. So I think to me, there, like you said, there's going to be a bounce back here for Kyrie and KD to to put up some good offensive numbers. I I would lean towards the the Raptors as well, just because of uh, just the roster makeup and and the fact that the 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 defense and the rebounds might be towards their direction. But one thing that I want to take, you know, one thing that I want to point out is actually. Specifically, um, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is a legit defensive player of the year candidate. He had two steals in the last game against Cleveland. We already know that uh, the Nets turned the ball over at a high rate. Zion at the power forward position got four steals last game against the Nets. And uh, to me, that I, I don't know if people look at this type of stuff. I know there's some people on Twitter who do. And, and um, so it kind of got me looking at it. But defensive stats, defensive prop plays, Scotty Barnes two plus steals um, is something that I could th- I think could possibly happen here, and you could get it at plus one seventy five. Um, to me, that's really good value against a team that turns the ball over a lot and a defensive minded power forward who who gets into the lanes. Um, that that would be the way that I look in this game. Kind of stay away from the total and and the the side here to because you want to see a, a couple games with this Nets team with an actual three point shooter on the squad to see how they they move around. Um, any thoughts on, on player defensive player props like that? I love that. I think that's a great one to point out right there with Scott mm-hmm. Barnes. Cause like you said, defensive player of the year candidate, long, uh, great defender can poke that ball out, or he's probably going to be guarding Kevin Durant a lot. And when Kevin Durant gets physical and doesn't get a call or anything, he tends to kind of just flop to the ground. And then that defensive player comes around and gets that ball and goes. I've seen Kevin Durant do that a lot, especially if he gets frustrated and uh, is trying to back someone down. So, again, I really do like that because Scotty Barnes is going to be on him. And, again, talking about player props and bounce back, I love Kyrie Irving. Um, last game, I took Kyrie Irving 25-plus points at minus 130. Obviously, it missed, but this is a great bounce-back spot for Kyrie. I will definitely be checking out that 25-plus points. Uh, he averaged 27 last year. He's a smart mm-hmm. plug. He just needs to see a couple shots go in, and then he's going to start rolling. And, again, a minus 130 price tag for 25-plus points. I don't know what it is tonight, but if it's anywhere close to that again, I will have it. 
Yeah, we got some some activity in the chat there. Uh, needs to get cleaned up. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, but we got next game here is the the Celtics and the Heat. I think uh, you know Miami. To me, I think Miami is going to struggle this season. But this does look like a spot that they match up pretty well um, with the Celtics. Uh, what is your take on this matchup here? <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, with this one, it, it's kind of tough for me again. You know, these two teams do match up very well. They tend to slow the game down. Uh, after watching Jason Tatum, though, like I really think he's going to take a big step forward this season. You know, he was so aggressive. His shot making is just incredible. He's got that long, tall shot release. Um in comparison with the Miami Heat, the only reason I would really go with Miami here potentially is because they're in Miami. They do tend to play a little better at home. But for me, I'm going to go back to the Boston Celtics. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics at minus two and a half here on the road. You know, I think, you know, I, I kind of overlooked last game with Robert Williams and everything like that, thinking how uh, big of a factor that would be with Embiid. Mm -hmm. And I do like, like Adebayo here. He's, he's very versatile. He's athletic. Um, I believe his over-under point prop is 16 and a half. And I do like that tonight. But the way that Boston works defensively, they are so good at double teams. If you have your, your back to the basket right when you turn to go and take that shot, that's when Boston creeps in, gets that steal, gets another hand up, just another defender on you. I just really like what Boston did last game in terms of defensively. And obviously you love – Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the step forward that they took. You know, this is a very deep team with Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. I loved what Malcolm Brogdon did last game. He's one of my mm -hmm. favorite players in the NBA. Very slept on. And he didn't even have to facilitate that much. He is a good facilitator on top of everything. Grant Williams came in and made some shots on top of it. So for me, I just like the depth of this Boston Celtics team. I think Grant Williams is a great matchup for someone like Jimmy Butler as well. He's a tough defender. So for me, I still give the edge to Boston here, even though the Heat are looking to bounce back. Yeah, I like that look a lot too. I mean, Celtics really showed they're they're different. They have like a different offense. It seems like here. Uh, I mean, obviously it's going to be different when you don't have uh, Robert Williams there. Yeah. Um, but you can see they kind of played a little bit of a faster pace, and so did the Heat. I mean, if you look at their roster makeup now, you got Tyler Harrow starting at the shooting guard position, and you know he's all offense, right? Yeah. So they they I think to me, just looking at the roster makeup of Miami it almost seems like it's not your typical Spolstra team, right? Like the, the fast pace didn't fit them in the first game. They had a bunch of turnovers and that's not something that you see with a, a normal Miami team. With that said, I think Boston, they shot 56% from the field against the Sixers. Uh, they are a great offensive team. They're, they're looking to push the pace on their coach Missoula, but I do think they're going to, they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. 56%. Uh, in the NBA is, is is not sustainable. I mean, even if it's just a two-game span or whatever, as much as uh, Miami's defense has taken a step down, I think they're going to put in a, a, a really solid effort here, especially with, with uh, Butler uh, possibly being on Jason Tatum. That's going to have a, a, a lot of that um, – a lot of the offense uh, kind of flowing in a different direction, not through Tatum in, instead. Because um, you saw in, in that game against Philly – Tatum was taking advantage of, of, um, of PJ Tucker, like easily. He oh. would literally, he would literally like face up right in front of him and take the shot because he knew he wasn't going to get uh, blocked or affect his uh, shot at all. Yeah. It's going to be different with Butler on him. Um, with that said, I'm, I'm still not sure where to go as far as side or total in this one. If the Celtics shooting percentage does take a dip 
uh, that means there's going to be more rebounding opportunities. I think Bam, like you mentioned, is a key person for this Miami team. If they want to, if they want to win this season, they're going to have to go through him. And if you got Al Horford on the other side of the floor, he definitely can use his quickness and athleticism. Um, for me, Embiid, uh, Embiid kind of showed what you can do against this Boston Celtics team from the center position. 26 and 15 are pretty easy double-double. I can see Bam getting a double-double here tonight. And you could actually get the, the plus odds on this one at plus either plus 120 or plus 145. I've seen anywhere between those. But focusing in on Bam in this matchup here might be the way to go. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that one? I love that play, honestly. I was looking at that as well. Anytime you get plus money on someone like Bam, too, who averaged a double-double, you know, I think those are great odds. And like you said, you can't consistently shoot 56%. You are going to come back down to earth at some point. So I do expect more missed shots from the Boston Celtics this game. And with more missed shots comes more opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do think Bam Adebayo has a great opportunity tonight. I believe it's a lower total than that of the uh, 76ers and Celtics as well, which in turn means more missed shots often. You know, it can be a yeah. lower uh, lower pace as well. But again, these are teams that might might miss some more shots. I do like that Bam Adebayo look because I was even looking at his points. So I think yeah. the rebounds just go along, go along with it. One other thing I wanted to point out that me and you talked about was the fact that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum rebounds will be a really good look going forward without Williams. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, Brown missed last game, but Jason Tatum's rebound smashed. And he might be the guy to start looking at anytime he's around seven and a half, six. If he can start with six and a half, I would just pounce on that. But I yeah. think he'll be around seven and a half for the majority of the season. And I think that's a good look as well. I think one thing I want to look back at, um, at Tatum, now that you mentioned Tatum again, I want to look at his assist props because if Butler is going to be on him, right, and they're going to flow through Tatum, if he gets if he if Butler's on him, he's likely going to have to pass it out yeah. uh, to another three point shooter or another offensive player. Um, so assists might be a good way to look at Tatum if you're looking at props there as well. And he missed um, that last game too, I believe. By one, right? Yeah. Was it by? Trying to and he's a guy yeah, who still takes well. He's a good passer. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think if he flows, if they try to run the offense through him, and he's not able to get a, a great shot off. He's gonna be able, he's gonna have a lot of options to to pass out to. Um, you know, Boston has a lot of shooters even on the bench. Um, so that's that's a good one. I think we talked a lot of uh, props on that one. Yeah. Um, a lot more. We in last season, last year on on the triple double, we didn't do a lot of props. We weren't really that um, uh, into them at that time. 
Um, but now I think uh, with uh, another season under my belt and looking, focusing in on those, we're probably going to hear a lot more. And then you have your DFS background. So, yeah. um, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be a fun, versatile show, sides, totals and props um, up next nuggets and warriors. Uh, this one, I mean, obviously there's a, a playoff revenge here aspect um, with the warriors and the nuggets game. What, what do you, what do you think about this one? Is the revenge going to be a factor here? I personally think it will. I'm very excited for this game. This is probably my most excited the game I'm most excited for on the entire slate. Just because, you know, finally, Jamal Murray is one of my favorite players throughout the entire NBA. I love just the excitement, energy, shot creation, shot making that he brings to this Denver Nuggets team. And then also Michael Porter Jr. is back. And I like the fact that this is going to be a real test for this Denver Nuggets team against, you know, the Golden State Warriors who were the champions and the champions of the West, obviously. So I think that the Denver Nuggets are going to show up well in this game. Um one thing with the Warriors, though, is they were very, very good defensively. I was very impressed with the play of uh, James Wiseman. I was impressed with the play of Kevon Looney. And I think this is actually going to be a better defensive team this year. Uh, if I were to go anywhere with this, I would side with the Nuggets, but I'm actually liking the under 229 and a half. I think this game might be a little slower. I think from the Nuggets side and Jokic, you know, Wiseman once again is a very good defender. I think he could slow him down a little bit. Uh, Kevon Looney has shown that he can be a, a decent defender at least, you know, but more than anything, I really am excited to see how these two teams play against each other with the return of Jamal Murray, with Michael, mm -hmm. Michael Porter, basically just having a full lineup back you know so i do i think this is going to be a game that the denver nuggets get up for a hundred percent i think this is one that jamal murray is going to get up for so if i were to go anywhere i would take the nuggets plus four and a half but i think i like that under 229 a little bit more all right man so we're gonna have to talk this one out all right because right, I, I, I actually i actually like the over on this one but i do lean the same way as far as the side i like i do okay. like the nuggets to bounce back a little bit but let's talk about this total here. So we got you know, obviously we got the Nuggets with the revenge on their mind, right? They got outed in the playoffs last season by the Warriors. Um, they're they're coming off a an embarrassing loss to the Jazz, something that nobody really expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I didn't expect it. Uh, um, it, it. So and the other thing too is with Murray back, right? So obviously Murray Murray's coming back from a long injury. Um, it's going to be interesting. I I haven't seen the news on whether or not he's going to play yet. But it would be interesting to see if he actually plays today and skips tomorrow or the opposite, right? Yeah. I would think that he would want to play in this specific game here. Um, I know uh, Jokic was added to the injury list too with a, with a finger injury. But he, from what I know, he should be playing. On the other side, at this point, I'm not sure if Thompson or Green will still be limited on their minutes. But we saw against the Lakers, I don't think that's going to be uh, uh, an issue because the team is so deep. You mentioned guys like Wiseman, um, you you got guys like Moody and stuff as well. Who who you can kind of see Moody. He actually has some like Igudala type you know movement to his body and, and style of play. So he kind of fits in into the squad pretty pretty um, pretty well. Uh, as bad as the the Nuggets look though, they're not that bad offensively. Typically, I mean, if you go back to last season, they were one of the more uh, efficient offenses in the league. So I, to me, I feel like it was a big look-ahead spot for this team. They took it, and Jazz just took advantage of it. I think the Nuggets, they're going to play a cleaner game. They're definitely not going to have 21 turnovers as good as uh, Golden State's defense is. 
They're going to clean it up a little bit. They're not going to shoot five from uh, out of 22 from three either. To me, I think this game is going to go over. I think the Nuggets are going to stay close with the Warriors. That's going to help push the pace even further because the Warriors already play a fast pace, right? So if, if the Nuggets can stay close, Warriors continue to play a fast pace, this looks like it could go over the high total. I mean, if you see how the, the Nuggets scored, what did they score uh, against the the Jazz? Like 103 or something like that? One right above 100? Yeah, 102. 102? Mm-hmm. And then this total is at almost 230. It's kind of telling us that we're going to see a bounce back from the Nuggets. Uh, and and primarily, you're not going to be able to stop the Warriors to score, right? So it's not, that that's the way that I'm thinking about it. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, I totally agree with you. You're not going to stop the Warriors to score. I think the Warriors are probably the deepest team in the NBA right now, honestly, oh, yeah. with Kaminga and Moody, especially mm-hmm. coming off that bench with Jordan Poole. You know, they are definitely the deepest team, not only offensively, but defensively as well. Like you said, Moses Moody is one of those guys a lot of people don't think about, but he does. He has a seven-foot wingspan, um, you know, for a small forward. He can kind of guard anyone. Like you said, kind of Andre Iguodala feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's for me, it's just more so like how high the total is at 229 and a half. Like you got to mm-hmm. come out with a blistering pace and you got to keep that throughout the entire game. Yeah. And it can definitely happen with these two teams. I believe they went over in the pre over this total in the preseason on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of getting me thinking about it. A little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> See, that's the, I mean, that's the, that's the point of the show, right? We want yeah, yeah. to talk this out. Um, no, so, sure. But I know I know we both like the Nugget side. Um, yeah, I do. I'm I'm all aboard the Nuggets train for this game, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. But yeah, that you know, your your points are are valid, especially for the under. Um, you know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. I don't think this one will be on my card or anything like that. But the Nuggets plus four and a half might. Yeah. I'm gonna have to wait on the Jamal Murray news. If Jamal's out, then I I don't know what we talked about before. The yeah, uh, yeah, the injured player theory. theory. Yeah, there you go. Injured player again? theory. What was that? Injured player theory? Injured player theory. Yeah, it's something that I, I use a lot in my I mean it's it's one of the key things that I look at. If there's a a key injured player that comes in, um, you want to take a look at or sorry, an injured player that comes out uh for one game or a couple games, you want to look at that game and see are are the guys behind them capable of stepping in um for a small period of time. It's not like it's not like a playoff series, right? If you lose a key player for a whole series, that's gonna affect the game, but it in a in a regular season, you want a deep team that has capable bench players uh, to to just you know be able to fit in. And obviously, your your other two or three stars on the on the roster can pick it up as well, right? Because they got to fit within a system. And if that guy comes out, then they can kind of go into a uh, hyper mode and kind of take over. Yeah, you can. You saw that with the Bulls, Levine out. Look what DeRozan did. He went off. You Dude. know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's a big thing, too. Uh, with DeRozan, if Levine is ever out or one of those key guys, DeRozan has no problem putting up 20, 25 yeah. shots, being aggressive as hell. Like, so DeRozan is always, always a great look. If Levine or any other key, Vucevic, you know, those shots, mm-hmm. they got to go somewhere. And almost always they go to DeRozan. Yeah. The opposite could be said, too. If, if DeRozan is out, Levine's yeah. going to get the touches. 100%. Um, yeah. So that's, that's sort of the, the, the idea behind injured player theory and it goes the opposite way like as that. well once a key guy comes in especially after a long period of time if they were out for like five ten games right a, a star player and he comes back the first game you want you tend to want to look the other way because they're going to yeah. over adjust the line 
And then it kind of messes up the chemistry that the team already had built within that time time frame that the key player was injured, right? Because he's going to be the guy that most of the time he's going to be the guy with the ball in his hands. And uh, that's going to affect, you know, the, the game flow and what they've been used to the last few games. So just a little bit of um, thought process stuff uh, here on the triple double. Now it's time for the best bets. Um, money line, Matt, what is your best bet for the show? And also what do you got going on over on the premium side here at sportsmo.com? So over on the premium side of sportsmemo.com, currently I have one NBA player prop up. I am definitely going to add a money line play and probably have at least one more prop. I'm a big prop guy. Uh, like Ronald was saying, I have a DFS background. I have one that's honestly kind of how I came into this space. I was a pro DFS player, made the transition into sports gambling. And I think a lot of people are seeing that props are starting to take off. Same game parlays are starting to take off. So that's one thing that I definitely like to look at. And one of my best bets tonight is actually going to be Desmond Bain assists. Okay, Desmond Bain has two, uh, his over under is 2.5 in this game. He had six assists. Uh, his last matchup and had 15 potential assists. One thing that was very eye-opening to me is obviously John Morant was the top guy. Uh, He's going to be the one distributing the basketball and things of that nature. But the second guy right under that is Desmond Bain now. In addition to that, Dylan Brooks might miss this game, has potential to miss. He's one of the ball handlers from time to time as well. So in addition, if he does not play, then I think Desmond Bain will take on some of that assist responsibility. In addition to that, this next game is against the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets last game had 30 potential or 30 total assists in the game, okay? Houston is one of those teams that does not play very good defensively. They're a fast-paced team too and not going to lie, they can be a little lazy on defense sometimes. Because of that, I like Desmond Bain with a little pick and roll maybe with Steven Adams, you know, getting out in transition. This is a number that's only 2.5 as well. This is a 231 and a half total on top of that. So they do think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So I really do like the look for Dylan Brooks tonight. Or not Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that look a lot too. I mean, he's going to be more of a facilitator uh, on the squad, especially with um, Kyle Anderson not being on the roster. Uh, um, great point. Great point. You know what I mean? So someone else is going to have to take that 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 role of being a facilitator um, not only with a second unit, plus I, with this offense here, because they're not as deep as they were last season, they're going to have to try and stagger John ja Morant and Desmond Bain. And if Desmond Bain's on there without Ja, he should be the facilitator. Yeah. I don't I don't really like the ball handling skills of Dylan Brooks. Um, typically, when he has a ball in his hands, he's ready for, to, for that mid-range jump shot right away. So to, to have a, a, an efficient offense, I think you need someone who's willing to kind of pass the ball around, set the offense up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think Bain is that guy. Um, to to be uh, uh to be that person when Jaws not on the floor, he's um, aggressive too. A lot of times when you're aggressive like that, you'll pull defenders. You can dish it under the hoop, stuff like that as well. And mm-hmm. Stephen Adams, there's no one better underneath the hoop as well. Just can kind of put it right in. Man, I was watching this clip. Sorry to to rant or like go off on this, but I was watching this clip on Twitter where they showed how how important Stephen Adams is to this Grizzlies offense. Mm-hmm. He literally opens the lane up for everyone to slash in especially Ja the way that he moves is really unique he has really good footwork he's able to to box out offense on the offensive side not yeah and it's not a moving screen either but he's able to create space mm-hmm. for these guys it's actually pretty dope to watch for um sure. I'll, I'll try to find it and retweet it, Did, uh, uh, 
<laughs> Did you see the video of uh, I forget who who's the rookie on the Grizzlies? I'm trying to think of his name. Was it um, Laravia La, La or whatever? Yeah, name? yeah, it's like yeah, a foreign yeah. name. But he had yeah. a towel. Yeah. Stephen Adams just takes it from him and gives it to John. Hey, like, everybody! I saw that clip. I actually posted that too. And um, uh, there oh, all was every, everybody was like looking around, like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> like, hey, even even John was surprised. He was like, "Oh." Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, it was, so, so I was dying yeah. when I saw that. Yeah, that was yours who posted it too. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but uh, to my my best bet, I'm gonna go back to something that I uh, spoke about earlier. I'm going back to Bam out of bio and getting a double double. You can get plus one forty five over at DraftKings. If Miami is to bounce back after a loss like that, they're gonna need a bigger effort from Bam. And you got Horford on the other side, like I mentioned earlier. Bam should be able to use his athleticism and just overall uh, strength to take advantage of this matchup on both sides of the floor. I think he's going to get a, a good amount of offensive rebounds in this match matchup too. Um, getting it at plus money is kind of just icing on the cake. I'm expecting something like 18 and 12 uh, from Bam today. Um, that, that's the way that I'll focus in on that game. I, I do like the Celtics in that game as well a little bit, um, but for me, Plus money to get for Bam to get a double double. Uh, that that's the only way that I could look here. Uh, I I didn't make that a premium client bet yet, but I'm looking to add that to the to the card today. Um, on Sports Member right now, I have one play uh, available. I I actually put it out last night and it's moved. Um, I think about a, a point and a half since then. So uh, that's the reason why you guys want to grab packages you know, week-long packages, season-long packages, and things like that. Like the, you know, what you see scrolling on the on the bottom here, seven-day package for $49. You'll be able to get these these um, plays as soon as the cappers put them out there. And uh, you, you'll be able to catch, you know, closing line value uh, like some of the guys did um, who picked up the, the packages from me uh, this week. So uh, that's just an idea. You guys want to want to look, go over to sportsmemo.com, look at all the promos. Uh, I still, I believe my promo for the season long package is still available. Um, the, the season long package through the NBA finals, I believe it accounts, uh, it goes up to like $2 a day or something like that, if I remember correctly. And the, that promo code is bang 200. So head over to my capper page. You can see that promo there. Um, other than that, Matt, any, anything else to, to talk about before we cut out? Yeah, uh, real quick, when talking about the week-long package like that, just to kind of branch off that a little bit, you know, I think that's a very valuable thing to have because someone like myself and Ron, like I'm going to have at least 15, 20 plays every single week. And the way the NBA works, you know, again, the DFS background, I'm going to have spreads, I'm going to have player props, a little bit of everything. But the way the NBA works, there are just going to be nights where, like last night with the 76ers and the Bucks, the total was just so low, it's going to be tough to hit player props. But it will not be like that the entire week long. You know, you're going to have games where, you know, a game like last night, it went incredibly low. You're going to have games that absolutely explode. And when that happens, the player props are far more valuable. They're far mm -hmm. more likely to hit. Okay. So again, just tying back into that, because that's how the NBA works sometimes. There are going to be shitty days. It just happens. It's the NBA. A player will stub his toe and he's out for the rest of the game. It happens. <laughs> But that's why you do a week-long package because 
every day is different. You know, some slates yeah. are more valuable than others. You know, there's a 12 game slate on Wednesday. There's a two game slate on Thursday. You know, there are days that you attack and there are days that you're a little more conservative. And that's yeah. why I wanted to kind of branch off on your point, Ron, where a week long package for that is far more valuable because we're yeah. going to do props. We're going to do spreads, a little bit of everything. And there, sometimes there are just situations where, you know, a player is going to prop pop off. I love that bam out of bio plus 145 and love that you're taking that angle too. Cause like on Wednesday, one of my plays was Wendell Carter Jr. double-double. That was plus mm-hmm. 100, even odds. And, guys, these are people who average a double-double throughout the season. You just have to find that good spot, and they're going to hit, you know? So, yeah. again, yeah. just branching off that, I love the week-long package idea. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, too, yesterday I had three plays and there was only two games. Today we have 12 games. I only have one play loaded right now. So you can't just assume that because there's many games on one day – that these cappers will, or I mean, guys like me will have that, uh, like a whole bunch of plays. So you, I mean, yeah. one day packages, it, sometimes it, it could be misleading. So um, yeah, those are just some notes from us as, as, uh, as cappers. Hopefully you guys learn some stuff um, and, and we get some winners today and we will see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend. Good luck on all your plays. Take care. Peace out y'all. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.